Welcome everybody. This is the initial post in the team breakdown series. Today we're going to break down the Buffalo Bills and what their fantasy football outlook is heading into 2022. Now we all have a couple common questions about this offense and we're here to answer them. Within this little video, we are going to answer just what do we make of this running back room? How big of a step forward will Gabriel Davis take? And who here in this offense is extremely undervalued and who's extremely overvalued from a fantasy football perspective. So before we get into any of the identities, let's assess what changed over the offseason with this offense. Their, their offensive line was improved. They signed veteran duo Roger Saffold and David Kessenberry from the Tennessee Titans. Look for those two to stabilize and solidify an already good group to begin with. They hired a new offensive coordinator. Brian Dable took a position with the New York Giants. They promoted within. Ken Dorsey was a quarterback's coach. He has been since 2019. Buffalo inserted him up to that empty offensive coordinator position. And just what's going to change with him? Well, he wants to implement two tight end sets, hence why they went out and signed O.J. Howard this offseason. And he also wants a running back involved in the passing game which brings us to our next offseason change is that we have even more of a committee backfield that dynamic changes with James Cook, the rookie second round pick out of Georgia. They also signed Duke Johnson an under the radar signing. And they had another under the radar signing involved in their receiving core. Jamison Crowder was signed from the New York Jets to man that slot position that is very valuable in this Buffalo offense. We'll get to that in a little bit. He takes over the veteran slot role for Cole Beasley. And with Emmanuel Sanders gone, now we it's finally Gabriel Davis time. He steps into the starting spot with rookie Khalil Shakir to assist him with that split end spot. So without further ado, let's go into the running game and what that is going to look like in Buffalo next year. They usually, the Buffalo Bills usually only utilize two backs on game day. They have Taiwan Jones as their emergency third running back. He's a special teamist. He's really good. He is going to be active. So they usually only roll with two guys. So you're going to see if Duke Johnson and Zach Moss are to make the final 53-man cut. They're probably going to be healthy scratches in favor of the duo of Singletary and James Cook. There's a historical 60-40 split between Devin Singletary and his complement over the since entering the league. On average, Singletary has played 60% of the snaps and his complement combined for 40%. And that 60-40 split carries into the red zone. The Bills don't show any significant change in usage and how they use their running backs when they get inside the 20. That's important for fantasy. Nobody's sucking up all the touchdown production in this offense. It's going to pretty much be the same split heading in all from goal line to goal line. This group as a whole has very limited upside. You know Josh Allen is going to total over 100 rushes in a year, and you know he's going to steal about a third of the touchdowns from all the running backs. It's just what happens. We've seen it time and again since the end of the league. So as a whole, this group is not going to be very fantasy friendly. And it's evident that they wanted a running back as a fitting more of a receiver role last year. They tried forcing Zach Moss into that. He had a large increase in 
target production, target share out of the backfield. That didn't work out. That's why we have James Cook here to fill that void. Now let's flip it over to the passing and receiving game and dig into that. Speaking of dig, no pun intended, Stefan Diggs is going to consume greater than a 25% target share. Regardless of what happens, it's just a given. He had 25.4% last year, 29% the year before. He's just going to eat. He's going to be the first mouth that gets fed in this offense very frequently. That slot position, like we mentioned earlier, well, it's very valuable. Cole Beasley, over the last three years, he had a target share of 17 to 20%. He had zero 100 target seasons coming into Buffalo. He was three for three in his time spent here. So Jamison Crowder is going to get a lot of volume. And that's a guy going at wide receiver 72 right now. So expect him to go north of 100 targets as Beasley did. And he's going to be a relevant flex piece for in the fantasy world. The running backs are going to combine for about 15% of the target share. That figure is probably conservative just based off the last couple of years. I'm expecting it to increase more year over year now with James Cook uh, receiving dominant back in the fold. And the starting split end opposite to Stefan Diggs is on the field a lot, like Stefan Diggs level a lot. When Gabriel Davis was out last year, Emmanuel Sanders had a snap share of 85% plus. And on the contrary, when Sanders was out, Davis was on the field about 85 to 90% of the time. So that's a valuable position in this offense. It'll be interesting to see if they roll with just one guy or two guys. And lastly, the tight end volume is low, but Dawson Knox, he had 10 touchdowns last year. That's going to remain a pretty strong piece to this offense. He had a 20% target share when inside the red zone. That was nearly double his season average. Now there's a couple questions that, we we can only predict our best and there's areas of ambiguity in this offense and how we can project them how big is Khalil Shakir's role as the first one we don't really know if he's going to like he's going to split time with Gabriel Davis similar to Gabriel Davis splitting time with Emmanuel Sanders and John Brown the year before is it going to be about 50-50 or is Shakir going to take a back seat and watch as a rookie, will the running back roles turn out to be so? Will Devin Singletary be more of the ground dominant back and James Cook the receiving back while Zach Moss and Duke Johnson are just afterthoughts? And how often do we see these two tight end sets that Ken Dorsey wants to implement? We don't really know. I would predict it only happens a couple times a game if that it's going to be a seldom package out there. And it's going to probably happen more frequently in the red zone than anywhere else. Here are our rushing projections. We're projecting Devin Singletary to double James Cook's rushing production. Usually it's about a 60-40 split. This year, they're trying to get a back more involved in the receiving game. Therefore, James Cook is going to take a back seat on the ground. He's going to have about half of the carries that Devin Singletary has. Meanwhile, Josh Allen is going to steal over 100 carries from this group as a whole, and he's going to find the end zone seven times. And in the passing game, Stephon Diggs, he's going to consume greater than 25% target share, as we mentioned. Jameson Crowder, we're putting him at that lower 
threshold at 17% target share. That's conservative for the slot position. He could command upwards to 20. We're expecting Gabriel Davis to take a step forward and be very fantasy relevant. He's going to get a 17% target share as well. Will that be enough to make him a fantasy asset? Some weeks it will. He'll be a boom bust play player heading into next year, but his ceiling will be trimmed down if Khalil Shakir, who we're only suspecting to get 43 targets on the year, digs into the field a little bit more. The tight end duo, I'm not really concerned about OJ Howard being a threat. However, he's going to trim some production off of Dawson Knox's final scores, and James Cook is going to get the largest share of the receiving production from the backfield. So our final fantasy scores, we got Josh Allen being QB1 again, or close to it, averaging 23.5 points per game. Singletary and Cook are going to be spotty flex plays. James Cook, though, I think he's going way too early in drafts. That's a guy who's extremely overvalued. I only have him averaging 8.8 points per game, and that's with a 8-9% target share in this offense and nearly 100 rushes. So that's probably, I'm a little too high on him to begin with, but I see people taking him over any other rookie back other than Brees Hall. Don't do it. There's other good options below him. Don't fall for the hope that he's going to be the next Dalvin Cook. Stephon Diggs is going to be a top 10 receiver again, as always. And Gabriel Davis and Jameson Crowder are both going to be solid flex plays. But again, Crowder is a steal right now. He's going out wide receiver 72. Grab him while you can. Dawson Knox isn't going to score 10 touchdowns again this year. He could. I don't really know. I'm just not expecting that. Um, he's going to be a good backup tight end, but he, you're probably not going to want him as a starter. So there we go. That's our recap of the Buffalo Bills. I hope you enjoy these. I like making them. And all these statistical computations are as precise as follows. Give me any feedback you got for them. I'd love to hear it. Thanks, guys.